Welcome to Community Concepts on LocalJobNetwork.com radio, where we discuss the connection of jobs and the community. I'm your host, Azure Mahara, and today we're talking about tips for mature workers. And our in-studio guests are Lynn Friedman and Brian Warnicke from Interfay. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you tell me about Interfaith, what you do there, what is it? Okay, I guess I'll start that off. Uh, Interfaith is a nonprofit agency with multiple programs which link older adults with a caring community by offering services and programs toward their needs. We have 11 programs currently that are under our umbrella and some programs have multiple programs within them. Did you want me to go over them? Sure, why not? Okay. (laughs) All right. One of our largest programs is the Neighborhood Outreach Program, and that entails, uh, I believe, it's 10 locations across Milwaukee County, and all those locations are geared toward helping older adults get rides to the doctor, to grocery shop, to have people in their house that help them go over their bills, and they all are run by volunteers that do this in our community. Employment services, of course, we'll talk about in a little bit. That's the one we're representing today. Um, We have case management unit, which has social workers that offer services to the community free of charge, and they're usually on family care. Our RSVP program is a large program that deals with community volunteers. We have mentors in schools that are in that program as well. And um, our Family Caregiver Support Network is huge in resources for the community, um, helping with Alzheimer patients that need respite care, and just a great resource in general. We have Personal Care Plus, which is providing services to our community for the personal needs of older people that want to maintain living in their own home independently. And uh, there's many other smaller programs within programs, as I mentioned before, that all make the umbrella work. (laughs) All right. And you said um, you help older, you know, more mature workers, if you will, or older individuals. What age group do you usually generally see? Uh, The two programs that we handle at our central office deal with individuals that are 55 and better. Okay. The one at our satellite office, which is located at the Washington Park Senior Center, it's called the Mature Workers Resource Center, is geared towards 60 and older. Okay, and I know, you know, we're we're based out of Milwaukee, and Milwaukee has some fabulous organizations, but if somebody's in a different city or, you know, a different location, what other programs are out there? Are there a lot of different organizations like yours in different states and different cities? I'm not familiar with many outside of the Milwaukee County area. I know that some exist. Uh, none that are affiliated with us Okay. outside of Milwaukee County, even though some have an interfaith name. It's someone else's program. It's not affiliated with interfaith older adult programs. And um, basically within our community, there are many resources for older unemployed workers, such as the Job Services uh, Division of Vocational Rehab. Mm-hmm. There are Um, Maximus, um, the Y, many places that are attempting to find older workers employment. But at the same time, they're also concentrating and focusing on that younger generation that's unemployed. Right. Where you're specialized more in the older workers. And if somebody wanted to volunteer um, with your organization, what would be their best way to contact you guys, get, you know, get in that opportunity? Uh, The best way is via our website, which is www.interfaithmilw.org. And on there they can obtain and also fill out a volunteer application 
to volunteer with us. And are there requirements for your services at all? Requirements such as fee-based? Fee, you know, if there if there's any requirements, I know you kind of said the age thing, but just any requirements for who you help or what assistance you provide? Well, we do um, encourage companies, businesses, organizations within the Milwaukee County area to volunteer as groups. And those group volunteer efforts are handled a little differently. But Eddie Magnus is our volunteer director at Interfaith, and she can be contacted by calling 414-291-7500, and she'll have more information on those types of things. We have group assignments for volunteers. We have individual assignments for volunteers. And... Um, I don't know if that's if that's what you were looking for, but there. Well, are actually, I was actually kind of looking for um, requirements for the individuals that you assist. Oh, requirements but, yeah. for the individuals we assist. But that's okay. good to know about there the volunteers. Are, too. Right, <laughs> there are so many categories. Um, no, actually, all of our volunteers come with an array of experience and background, and when we get requests for volunteers, uh, many times we have several service projects that we do in the spring and in the fall, and the leaf raking, the lawn mowing, but there's also other things such as um, assistance in database data entry at our central office or at some of our locations, helping with office work, tutoring children in schools. Um, many former teachers enjoy that role, and a lot of people that haven't been teachers enjoy that role and are very good in it. And um, are there any costs at all to your to your services? Currently, no. Um, there is no fee for service. <laughs> um, when I was talking about Personal Care Plus, that is, of course, an hourly wage uh, paid to a personal care worker. That program does have a fee. But in the volunteer realm, no. There is no cost to volunteer for Interfaith. Okay. So if I knew somebody that I think would be a good fit to come to your organization, or somebody wanted to come to you guys for a little bit of help, what would be their best bet to get in contact with you or reach out to you? The best bet would be, again, to go to the website if they're computer savvy and to pick the program that would best uh, offer them help for their needs. Um, calling 414-291-7500, we have a very well-trained receptionist, uh, several receptionists actually, that will transfer that call to the proper person. Well, let's jump into the meat of things here. I wanted to talk about, um, just kind of start off a little light. Let's let's talk about five benefits for hiring an, an elder worker, a mature worker. The benefits that, uh, and I really thought about that question when you asked it, I think experience is the number one. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I listed flexibility. And the big one is they want a job, not a career. They're at the point in their lives where position is not so important to them as much as finding employment. Also loyalty. You know, they get it. (laughs) They know what it's like to be on the job, how important it is to be on time, how important it is to work for your wage. Um, I think that too many times uh, older workers are falling into a stigma in society because there's so many of them and there's just very few jobs available. Uh, Change. I think that they've lived through their career taking a nosedive, sometimes their savings going away, and uh, somehow they survive and they learn those new survival skills that help them adapt to change. And they're very good at being change agents, which is sometimes not thought of when you think of an older worker. 
Um, and what Brian and I were talking about this morning, and I think he'll talk about that just a little more, is how they're really good at reinventing themselves because they have to. Mm-hmm. Right. Many have become entrepreneurial in their efforts to seek employment, and they've just, we coach them on thinking differently about what it is they're going to do for the rest of their lives. That's very true. In fact, um, I I think it's my father that once said that uh, when you get to be that old, you have wisdom. And wisdom isn't something that you you can learn in a book or at a university or have when you're 20 years of age. It comes with the age. And I think that summarizes all of these aspects of an older worker that makes them employable. Um, They're wise. They've learned from their entire life experience, and they know how to apply that Mm -hmm. uh, today. And I think that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) No, and the reason that, um, you know, I wanted to ask that question is because I know we're kind of giving tips for mature workers Mm -hmm. and and things like that, but um, just to kind of encourage so that they start thinking in that way, like, oh, I do have a lot to offer because I think, it is, you know, it's a. It can be a struggle out there when you're trying to find a job, and it's easy to get discouraged. So the reason I'm going over those five five points was to kind of give that positivity back in there. Agreed. Agreed. There's a lot of um, misconceptions I think that employers have, even job seekers have, when it comes to hiring um, a mature worker or a, you know somebody that a job seeker that is a little bit older. So what would you like to you know, what, what reasons do you think that these misconceptions come from, first of all? Well, I think that we haven't done well in society in general about training older workers in technology. Mm-hmm. If they have not had a requirement in a previous occupation, um, that is one of the things that I hear very often. A misconception is, well, older workers cannot learn new technology. That, of course, is not true. They may take longer to learn, or they may learn in a different manner and a little slower, but they can learn new technology. I've heard they'll call in sick more often, which is just a ludicrous example. I mean, (laughs) you know, uh, we often say to the individual who's coming in to see us, um, you can sell your ability to be on the job daily, to, you know, to be there when others can't. They can fill those flexible schedules. And a lot of employers think they're going to take longer to train or they won't learn the way my business operates. And again, that's a bogus comment. Right. Yeah, there are a lot, again, because of the experience they've had, their ability to adapt to that and learn it, I think is is even is even larger or greater than a young person because they've got the experience and they've got they've got that understanding and the ability to really interact. Young people have to learn it. Um, how do I know that? Well, I was young at one time, you know, <laughs> and um, it's a lot easier for me today, you know, for, to to learn new things than it was when I was younger. I, I just I just find that. Uh, to be true. And I think that's also true of most most older adults. They've been around the block a few times, and uh, they can pick it up much, much faster, I think, than the young- youngsters can. So that's just my opinion. I've also <laughs> heard another fear was that from employers, they don't feel if they have a younger workforce in general, that the older workers will blend in. And I think if you 
turn that around and look at it from more of a mentoring capacity, Mm -hmm. you will see how valuable that is to your organization to have someone who's older who comes in. And they have grandchildren. They have kids that are on social media. You know, (laughs) they get it. I think that I have, my grandmas are on on Facebook and social media. So (laughs) Scary. (laughs) There you go. Um, So that, I mean, that's good advice for any job seekers that want to kind of debunk those misconceptions or those myths is just to, you know, would that be something that you would recommend? Like, you know, maybe if, if that you're getting that vibe in the interview or, you know, would that be something you would recommend to, to say, you know, bring that point up that they could be a good mentor? Absolutely. And um, very often, I know we may touch on this later, we suggest that the unemployed worker, the older worker, try to volunteer in an organization that they have a passion for working in because there's nothing that helps you more on a job than being there in a volunteer capacity where you're able to observe the culture. Mm -hmm. You're able to observe other positions that are maybe something you're attaining to secure and just see if that is the place you want to work. And sometimes if you come in kind of like a backdoor approach as a volunteer, someone can see your working style. And sad to say, but sometimes you do have to prove it, right. to use it. Yeah. So. yeah, and as you're as you're proving it, you know, I think a couple of things that, that would really help is impress your, your willingness to learn and adapt. Talk about that, you know, not saying, oh, I'm better than you are, but talk about the fact that, oh, I can do that, you know, or teach me that. I can learn that. Uh, You know, why not? And also, we tell them to give solid or concrete examples of what they've done in the past and how they've learned and how they can bring that forward and use that today. Um, And I think that can can help them a great deal. Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think that that's great advice for Anybody that is a job seeker that feels like age is going to be a factor and mm-hmm. whether they get hired, a lot of it is just positive thinking and thinking about it in a different manner. And I'm sure a lot of your programs kind of emphasize that and, and show that. So mm-hmm. what can a job seeker do or say in an interview to prove that they're the right fit, um, regardless of their age? I think they need to give concrete examples of what they've done. And again, as Brian was indicating, their ability to learn. Employers... They're going to see you. They know your age. It's not like you're hiding it behind, you know, anything. So you need to sell yourself. And that's one of the things this demographic that we work with has difficulty doing because they come from a generation where you didn't always talk about yourself. You didn't project what you knew or um how flexible you are with learning new things. You just did your job and mm-hmm. you did it well. And I think that's one of the things that we have, we struggle with with some of our uh, participants is you need to talk to that mirror. Just as Brian had indicated Mm -hmm. before, you need to see how you're coming across with the mirror. And it's a talk, it sounds funny to say, but the mirror is there to show you a reflection of who you are, how you smile. Do you give eye contact to that mirror? Because that's so important when you're sitting across the table from someone who you want to hire you. I know that um, even for the job that I currently have, my husband actually, like, we went through a list of questions mm-hmm. and he, I came up with some, he came up with some and, you know, we, we practice, we practice the interview and it's the same 
same mm-hmm. concept as the mirror. So if you have somebody to practice with, <laughs> that too, you know. I agree. And again, we're talking about this population that perhaps has not had to interview for a job. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, 40 years ago, very much it was who knew who you knew. And it's that way, again, who you knew, who you know is very, very important in obtaining a job. And we'll talk about that a little more later on. But they don't have the proper interviewing skills and techniques. So they feel, often they tell us they feel somewhat defeated before they're even through the interview. And, um, you know, you had brought up appearance. And when you walk Mm -hmm. in the door, they know what your age is. Mm -hmm. So I've read some articles and I've seen reports on mature workers changing their hair, buying new clothes, getting contacts, even different ways of altering how they do their makeup. Do you recommend, just to make them look a little bit more pop culture, if you will, do you recommend candidates altering their appearance or do you, you know, to it's basically would would that limit the possibility of age discrimination or do you recommend uh, a different way of going about that it's always the elephant in the room <laughs> that's why I, um, I bring it up <laughs> you talk uh, we've actually had several recent cases come to light uh, in our office with some of our participants but you try to coach them without being offensive and you need to preface it by saying we're going to talk about some uncomfortable things and it's better to do in some of our group sessions where we have workshops but oftentimes the individuals seeking jobs do not have a lot of discretionary income Mm -hmm. that they can spend on things but the big thing you can do is make sure your hairs are neatly cut and for a woman dye that hair (laughs) Some men as well, but you know, through history, men have appeared distinguished if they have some gray, whereas if they see it in a woman, (laughs) um, it's kind of a turnoff. So it's something you can spend less than $10 and hopefully have a friend do for you if you're not good at doing that yourself. I would say hit the resale shops. We do have some references that we have uh, for certain resale shops that we refer people to very very minimally expensive to get a nice interview outfit yeah and you had said you know a lot of might be grandmas or aunts or things like that ask 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 your family members ask your family members to help you out in the situation stilettos high heels they're out do not wear that to an interview (laughs) we've seen it all i'm wearing flats right now wear (laughs) flats you know um i I wear flats all the time yeah (laughs) i told brian no more heels in the office (laughs) (laughs) but it's really important to feel comfortable as well when you go Mm -hmm. for this interview so just wear something comfortable that's neat clean and um try to make the best impression you can very often because they have limited income applicants will not take care of their dental needs and this is so important because most people when you open your mouth you see something Mm -hmm. so if Mm -hmm. all you see are missing teeth or it's bad breath I know this sounds so simple but it's all these small things that make for a good impression and basically within the first 30 seconds that interviewer is assessing who you are 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the truth of the matter. That, it is. <laughs> and it's human nature. It's human nature and posture is extremely important. Um, again, when you feel depressed or you feel defeated, sometimes you tend not to walk straight. You tend not to sit up straight. And you it's, have eye contact. You have mm-hmm. eye contact. Um, the eye contact is extremely important because that, again, shows that you're relating to that mm-hmm. person across the table. Right. There's a lot of advice, too, that I, I'm finding that's out on websites. I'm not going to mention them right now, but um, we do get our participants to to examine those because mm-hmm. I think one of the best is exude confidence. Right. You know, just mm-hmm. be confident, look confident, and as Lynn said, posture. Um, and then I think what, what you had, had mentioned before, too, was do some – pre-interviewing questions back and forth practice Practice, yeah with a a friend or or a spouse or or whatever you know get to sort of get comfortable with that you'd be surprised how comfortable and calm that makes you feel in an interview when you've already talked about it before you know that's almost like an actor on stage you know and that's basically kind of what you are Mm -hmm. aren't you in an interview situation. So you've got to be confident, you've got to be calm, you know, and practiced. Yep. Well, and we talk about those interview questions. I don't mean to ask the questions of a friend who's ever speaking with you about this position, but you need to loosen up and warm up by asking questions about your life. What's your favorite sports team? Uh, Tell me about, you know, a time you went to the ballpark. What was your experience? Something where you feel comfortable talking and responding Mm -hmm. to those open-end questions, Mm -hmm. not necessarily talking about what that interviewer is going to ask you because those answers will come. But you just need to loosen up before that interview. That's good advice. Yeah, become more conversational. In fact, as part of the interview, the interviewee may want to ask the interview some questions about their their company or their yeah, business you, or you whatever. Should, you should have some questions to yeah. come to the interview with. Yeah, and, and again, it's, it's it has to be that conversational um, tone, that conversational uh, uh, presence. Uh, right. But again, you know, as I said before, confidence. <laughs> right. And there was another thing that I had read, actually, um, that had kind of spoke to this. But when you're in an interview and you are a mature worker and you're, you're battling that age discrimination that might be out there, one of the things that had suggested to beat that was talk about your your activities, you know, like, so what have you achieved lately? Well, I just ran a, mm-hmm. a 4K or I just participated in a photography class that I was really excited about with, you know, a couple of my friends. Like, talk about how you're out there and you're in the, you're doing things with technology or you're doing yes. things that are physical. You know, you're not just beat that misconceptions that we were talking about, that you're just sitting around eating bonbons on the couch. Absolutely. (laughs) And the one thing I wanted to stress that I think many people forget about is please do not wear perfume, um, heavy aftershave, anything like that, because so many people uh, more and more are becoming overly sensitive to Mm -hmm. any type of fragrance. And some organizations actually have a fragrance-free policy. It's very upsetting to walk through a room, especially if we have someone coming to our agency Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they haven't paid attention to that. And, uh, you know, someone is allergic to whatever you've worn. And we've all been there where somebody walks by and you're like, (laughs) 
Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and maybe and maybe that's an age factor that that comes from years years ago, you know, when perfumes and so forth were touted. But I think as you were saying before, embrace your age. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's something that's going to happen to all of us, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, and as I had mentioned before, with age usually comes wisdom. And you can talk about how the wisdom that you've acquired, how you've used that, you know, in the past and in the present, solve problems, um, invent new things, uh, go on new adventures, whatever, you know, or as you said, you know, I just walked a, or I just ran a 4K. I mean, you know, how many people my age can do that? <laughs> how you know? many people but, my, some of my friends haven't even done that. <laughs> exactly. But embrace the age and talk about it. You know, or I lin- joined a walking club. Yeah. I mean, you know, something right. that says I'm not sitting home. I'm out there participating mm-hmm. in society. I'm an active member. I want to keep going, you know. So it can be something very small, very Minimal. If you have any place you volunteer for, always bring that up because volunteering is kind of like that buzzword now in society where Mm -hmm. everybody's getting on the bandwagon a little late for some, but, you know, they're on there. (laughs) And even if you – people don't even think about the minimal things that they do. Uh, I count the money at my – Place of worship, you know, I volunteer right. at school, I teach a class. Oh, but it's only, I don't get paid, so I don't think about that. You need to pull all those things, those skills that you have acquired, and just let them flow. Yeah, so I think uh, I think we gave some good tips for the mature workers out there. And, um, you know, I think we definitely want to just say be confident and be yourself and mm-hmm. um, and, and have, be of good cheer because <laughs> there's hope out there. Um, but we are actually out of time for today. Thank you, Lynn and Brian, for coming in and, and speaking welcome. with me today. You're welcome. Uh, listeners, if you have any ideas for future topics on community concepts, please email me at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Again, I'm Azure Mahara with localjobnetwork.com radio, and thanks for listening.